Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how are you doing guys? I'm Gabriel Urbina. I'm the head writer for Wolf 359. Zach Valenti, lead actor. And we're here to share with you the recording of our first ever live show, Deep Space Survival Procedure and Protocol, which we did at the Alchemical Theater Laboratory on December 19th, 2015. We're super excited to finally be able to share this with all you guys. There's just a few little bits and pieces of orientation info that we want to give you before we jump in. So canonically, the live show happens in the middle of episode 26 on our podcast feed. That's episode 26, Do No Harm. So if you don't want the memento experience, the sort of all over the place, non-chronological mind F, uh, please feel free to catch up through episode 26. If you are looking for the disassociative, kind of connect the dots as you go along, make things make sense, whenever they make sense experience though, feel free to jump in. Who are we to tell you that you can't do that? Now, second thing is, um, this is all audio from the live mics that we had on our actors the night of the performance. And that's not quite the same as what we can do when we're in a totally clean, pristine studio. Um, so we've done our absolute best to get this nicely mastered and as cleaned up as we possibly can. He spent sleepless nights on this. But just, just know that this will be a little bit rougher around the edges than what you will normally hear on Wolf 359. There's gonna be a little bit more static, a little bit more crackle in there. Um, but we still think that you're gonna have a lot of fun with this. We still think it'll be a great time. So you're currently listening to the audio-only version of the live show. If you would prefer to see it in all of its technicolor glory and see all of our silly, silly faces, please, I cordially invite you to jump on over to our website, www.wolf359.fm live. That's www.wolf359.fm live, where you can find the YouTube embed of our entire live show in its entirety. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and hit the like button and comment if there's anything that you'd like to see as a standalone short. Um, and thanks so much for listening. Enjoy. Talk to you soon. Once upon a time, there was a little boy called Doug Eiffel. And Doug had a superpower. He could get inanimate objects to reproduce sounds happening very far away. Modern science calls this power radio. Doug Eiffel also calls it radio. <laughs> now, because he ate all his pizza and smoked two packs a day, Doug grew up to be the laziest knight in all the land. Until one day, Doug met his corporate fairy godfather. His name was Mr. Cutter and he needed Doug's radio superpowers for the forces of good, or proprietary R&D or something. He sent Doug up on a magical journey all the way to the USS Hephaestus, where there were only three other people and one copy of Home Alone 2. <laughs> Doug met some special people on the Hephaestus. There was Lieutenant Commander Minkowski, the most anal retentive space pilot in recorded history. There was Commander Hilbert, Eccentric space station medical officer by day, Dr. Moreau cosplayer by night. And there's Hira. Hira runs the station. Because Hira is the station? Yeah, 
Life's complicated in the 21st century. So, there's our hero, listening to Static on the off chance he might stumble onto alien life. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> he could find some. Which turned out to be the starting gun for all the attempted murdering. See Hilbert and Cutter? They had a secret plan. In case of first contact, break crew. So the good doctor was all like, die. And our heroes were all like, no. And he was all like, mwah. And they were all like, booyah, nerd. And locked his ass up and lived happily ever after. Or did they? Hephaestus here too. The Hilbert strikes back. Specifically, he strikes Doug's circulatory system, which he pumped full of an experimental virus called Decima. Turns out, turns into a poison if Palpatine MD isn't around to keep it in check. And just when things were getting complicated, that's when things got complicated. Turns out Doug and his merry band weren't the first people Mr. Cutter had sent to the Hephaestus. There were others. The only one to ever make it out alive was Captain Loveless. She was on her way back to Earth, but she got off at the wrong exit, spent some time driving around the bad part of town, lost signal on her GPS, and ended up back where she started. Captain Loveless doesn't really take a mellow attitude to what a long, strange trip it's been. She is more of a cool guys don't look at explosions philosophy. <laughs> She's got some gory locks to shake, whatever that means. So here we are, a little broken, a little good, a little bad, a little ugly, a little crazy. Just another Saturday night on the Hephaestus. Welcome to Wolf 359. We seem to have a problem here. Seems like we have an unknown beeping object at our comms panel. Please advise. Copy that, Tin Can. Any noticeable operational effects? That's a negative, Houston, but past experience suggests that doesn't mean it won't come back and kick us in the ass in 30 minutes. Copy that, Tin Can. Have you tried the main radio receiver? I what do you think you're doing? <laughs> Commander, I was just looking at the I don't have time for your I was just. We've got a problem. I know, I was getting there. Well, not quickly enough. What are we doing about this? Well, I've gone through most of the equipment in the room, but I haven't found anything yet. How's that supposed to get Loveless off the warpath? Wait, what? Eiffel, what do you think we're talking about? The weird beeping noise? What noise? That noise. When I came in here 20 minutes ago, the console was... Wait a minute. What are you talking about? Oh, nothing, nothing you need to worry about. Tell me more about this beeping emergency that you've got. <laughs> right. So, I've looked through all, most of our hardware already. You know, Price and Carter's I'm gonna stop space. you right there. No, I don't know. Yeah, we're gonna fix that one of but these. But not this day. This day we fight over how stupid that manual is. As I was saying, <clears throat> it's not the receiver, the remote scan, the internal clock. Have you checked the microwave? Oh, it's not the microwave. God, you leave a burrito in there one time. <laughs> Let's go for a second opinion, shall we? Hira, you there? No, Officer Eiffel. I'm taking one of my frequent holidays away from the station. Yes, I'm here. What do you need? We're having a bit of trouble. Oh, did Captain Loveless find the two of you already? What? I, I mean, what seems to be the problem? Okay, what's going on with Loveless? Uh, I, I think, don't worry about it. Okay. Have you been hearing the weird beeping noise that's been going on in here? Yeah, I was wondering about that. Have you checked the microwave? It's not the microwave. <laughs> okay, okay, what about um, rebooting? Commander the we must do something immediately. Doctor, care to explain why you're wandering around the station unsupervised? You're supposed to be assisting Captain Loveless. I know, but I need the respite from the furious cursing. Ah. Think that means we're up to a category four now? All right, hi, communications officer here. Would somebody like to communicate what's happening to me? No, you know, it's a, it's a long story. Officer Eiffel, what are you doing out of the laboratory? Actually, that also crossed my mind. You are scheduled for three more days of bed rest. Right, this was supposed to be a stealth mission to the country. <laughs> Look guys, I really am moved by the touchy-feelies, but I'm fine. You are recovering from a decima outbreak. Respiratory and muscular systems still need time to fully recover. Not to mention that three days ago you were coughing up three Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't need a reminder about that. Thanks for all that, by the way. But that was then, this is now. 
I'm fine. Well, maybe, but... Fine is relative to him. He needs bed rest. Eiffel, he I might have enough, enough bed rest. I'm not sure Don't listen to him. Already enough. Can we get back to the real problem here? Officer Eiffel, please get whatever it is you left in the mic. It's not a freaking microwave. What was that? That was Captain Loveless. Okay, well, somebody please let me know what's going on! Okay, well, the details are a little sketchy, but it seems she's uncovered a new problem with her shuttle, and she has feelings on the matter. Strong feelings? Yeah, very strong feelings. Um, incidentally, Commander, she's asked me to let you know that she'll be joining you shortly. How shortly? That shortly? Oh, you've really outdone yourselves this time. Buckle up, kids, because out of all the ways you've needlessly endangered my chances of getting back to Earth, this one is by far the most pointless. Ah, Captain, how's it going? I Right now, I need someone with at least a veneer of competence, so please, leave this one to the grown-ups. You, explain to me what the hell is wrong with the navigation system on this station. Now. What makes you think I won't be able to solve this problem? Uh, I feel this may not be the best <laughs> no, no, I'm not completely useless. Uh, this could be one of those times that you don't want to be talking. No, no, he wants to help. All right, Officer Eiffel, riddle me this. There I am running prep on my uh, ship's computer, and I think to myself, I should sync my stellar positional data with the stations just to be safe. What's the stellar positional thing again? It's how we know where in the galaxy we are relative to Earth. <laughs> but the moment I connect, I get a corrupted data error message. The next thing I know, there's no data on the shuttle or the station's computers. Oh? Which means we have no way of figuring out how to get back to Earth. <laughs> yes. So, Mr. Useful, now that I've impressed upon you the gravity of the problem, what amazing insight do you have for us? Uh, well, hmm. uh, could I interest you in an alternate problem? Because I've been <laughs> really, really hard on solving this weird beeping. All right. Um, I'm sorry that this happened, Captain. I promise we'll take a look at it first thing in Now! The Starting now. Sure, we can do that. Right. Yes, sir. Have you tried turning off the computer and turning it back on? Plan. Commander, Doctor, Hira, you come with me and help me figure out what the hell happened to the navigation system. Eiffel, you stay here and don't touch anything. What? Come on. Let's move, people. What am I supposed to do? Oh, I don't know. No, no, no. No, wait. I don't care. Yes, that's the one. Oh, why don't you keep working on the mystery of the beeping noise? Have you checked the microwave yet? <clears throat> God. <sighs> oh, Officer Rifle. Why are you so terrible at everything? Oh, Officer Rifle, stay out of the way of big, important people. Oh, Officer Rifle, why don't you check out what that beeping noise is? Which would totally still be a real emergency if anyone cares. <sighs> All right. They think I'm useless? I'll show them useless. Useless like a fox. Weird beeping noise? No problem. Team Eiffel's on the case. <laughs> well, Officer Eiffel, what'd you like to do about this situation? We could ignore the problem, but I don't think that's a good idea. Okay, then why don't we just go to engineering, see if we can't figure it out ourselves. I don't think that's a good idea. <clears throat> what about you, Dougie boy? Any ideas about... What the hell is that? What the hell is that? Now we're cooking with gas. I don't think that's a good idea. It's a great idea. <laughs> now, gentlemen, we have one mission, should we choose to accept it. 
What the hell is that? Well, I'm getting to it. <laughs> we are going to figure out what is making that beeping noise. Now I know what you're thinking. That's not my thing. Or maybe that's impossible. But we are a highly trained professional, so we're gonna power through, right? That's not my thing. I've got a good feeling about this. What the hell is that? I'll tell you later. Right now, let's run a system diagnosis. I don't think that's a good idea. <clears throat> See what I'm working with here? God. What if it's a warning alarm? What if it's something gunking up the station's number one engine? What the hell is that? That's the thing that stops us from getting up close and personal with the big red wolf. That's not my thing. Exactly, that's nobody's thing. Thank you, number one. You can learn a lot from him, number two. That's impossible. Nothing's impossible if you put a little effort into it. I don't think that's a good idea. Shut up. If I could just get a moment of peace and quiet. That's impossible. Would it kill you to have a bit of a positive attitude? That's not my thing. Listen, you whiny little couch potato, you're gonna shut up and listen! I don't think that's a good idea. We're gonna say this! We gotta focus and figure out what the hell is making that noise, so we're gonna work together! Got it? Got it! Uh, Captain? Yes, Eiffel? And is it safe to assume? Yeah, we're all here. <laughs> Would you be so kind as to give us the sensical explanation for what we just witnessed? Um, well. That depends. Does it? Because to the outside observer, it looks like you were using this very expensive, very delicate communications array to enhance your ability to have a conversation with yourself. <laughs> what? No. No? No! It's actually kind of a cheap, delicate communications array. <laughs> Are our lives not surreal enough for you? <laughs> it is Eiffel. Asking for restraint like asking Captain Loveless Shuttle to actually work. Standing right here. Hey, why is it so hard to believe that I might be making these recordings for some important tactical reason? Oh, you know, I don't, I don't really know. Maybe it's because, uh... That's not my thing. <laughs> I tell you what. How about you switch this thing off, we start this conversation over, and we never speak of this ever, ever again. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Commander, Captain, Doctor, how's it going? How was the shuttle? Did you figure out what was with the, with the computer? Yeah, yeah, we figured out what the issue was. The problem turned out to have an extremely predictable source. Quiet, Doctor. Oh, and uh, what's, what was that? Let me answer your question with a question. Um, you are, in fact, the communications officer for this mission. Uh... And follow-up question. Um, isn't it the communications officer's job to update the navigational star charts at the start of every week? Oh, and follow-up to the follow-up. Um, why, and details, please, have the star charts not been updated a single time for the past 17 months, you irresponsible, bungling baboon! Sorry, Captain, I'm just so weak. <laughs> Don't even try that. What the hell is this? What are these chart things anyway? Positional star charts. They're the source of our navigational data. What the hell is that? <laughs> Not only. Didn't you turn that off? I did. Oh, stupid thing is stuck. That's impossible. That's impossible. That's impossible. That's impossible. What? I'll fix it later. As I was saying, after going through the central processor and its backup drives, we didn't find any trace of the charts, which means that one of two things has happened. Number one, the four of us have made an incredibly stupid Mistake. Do you think that's what's happened? No, that doesn't oh, sound I'm right. I'm thrilled we agree, which leaves us option number two. Our communications officer hasn't been doing one of his priority one mission tasks, but I, I, I sincerely hope that isn't the case because not updating the station's navigational data in a high-risk environment would indicate a cataclysmic degree of ineptitude. Mm -hmm. If that were the case, I would have to... Mm, Putting it as monosyllabically as possible, kick your ass. Tell me there's a third option. You know what I'm really enjoying about this talking to, Hira? 
Someone else is giving it to him. <laughs> Hold on. In my defense, nobody ever told me that this star chart business was my job. Uh-huh. Hira, already pulling up the files. Commander, anyone in particular you'd like to start with? Uh, how about C-52? Eiffel, <gasps> remember, you have to update the NAC system star charts at the start of each week. Yeah, yeah, star charts. Got it. Uh, well, I mean, you can't go by one single... F-33. Officer Eiffel, you really need to start updating the star charts. Otherwise, we won't be able to... Okay, okay. I'll take care of your stupid star charts. Jeez, can I have my kiss? Uh, that could be anyone on that recording. I mean, you don't think that's how it'll be... A-22, please. Uh, Eiffel, listen to me. This is important, so we need to get it settled once and for all. You have to update the star charts today. I have to update the star charts today. What do you have to do? Update the star charts. <laughs> Who is updating the star charts? I am. When are you updating the star charts? Today. Okay, okay, enough. I'll update the stupid star charts already. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so Knock it off. <laughs> Eiffel, really Eiffel, you're a colossal failure. Is that really necessary? No, 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 you're right. A, a failure at least has the common decency to actually attempt to do his job. Guys, how was I supposed to know that this one mind-numbing task was a life-or-death thing? Actually, Price and Carter for you're a great could you enjoy this a little less? Mm, I don't think that I could. <sighs> it's all the satisfaction of winning an argument against you without any of the heavy lifting. I don't enjoy it too much. This is as much your fault as it is his. Excuse me? You are the commanding officer of this station. How could you let this happen? I'm sorry, but have you seen what I'm working with? <laughs> Between all the processor crashes, no offense, Hira, all of the murderous mutinying, a lot of offense, doctor, <laughs> and the man who procrastinates like somebody's going to give him an Olympic medal for it, where was I supposed to make any of this work? Yeah, don't blame Minkowski for this. Why and she wouldn't be blaming me if you had been doing your job. Quiet. If I may, I think the real problem here is a failure to set correct discipline. Shut up, Hilbert! <laughs> Besides... If Loveless is unhappy with the state of my station, she's only got herself to blame. What? Commander, I don't think this is the Maybe right time. Maybe conditions would be up to your high standards if there were less threats of nuclear explosions. To be fair, Commander, the lack of navigational data was a problem prior to Captain... Shut up, Hilbert! <laughs> Okay, could we maybe discuss this after- And what do you mean, your station? You said it yourself. I'm the commanding officer. No, really, this is <laughs> no, not yeah, going to- No, yeah, but that doesn't mean you place. own the place. It's my station, too. Ah, and look at us learning to share it. Okay, everyone, calm down, please. No one is saying Captain Loveless could get the crew to do anything without bombs. And no one is saying that Commander Minkowski is efficient at getting the crew to do anything, period. And no one is saying Officer Eiffel is useful. At all. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Hera. No problem. Now that we've established that, can we please move on to fixing the problem? Before we do, this really gives us a unique opportunity to examine the many of the first- Shut up, Hilbert! <laughs> All right. Hera, any chance you could triangulate the position of the three nearest stellar bodies? Um, yes, I think so. I may need to suspend some functions, but it should be manageable. Great. Start processing that, please. Captain? You and Hilbert go to back to the shuttle. Be ready to input those coordinates as soon as Hira has them. Please. What about Officer Asshat? I'll deal with him. <laughs> Thank you, Commander. I thought she was going to kill me. Oh, don't thank me yet. Eiffel, is the point I've been continually making for the past 18 months finally starting to sink in? What the hell is that? <laughs> This is something that I should have done a long time ago. <clears throat> Bryce and Carter's oh, deep no, space. Oh, come on, why do you think I keep trying to get you to go over these things? Do you think I enjoy going through them? Yes. 
class. <laughs> well, all right, I do. But this knowledge could save your life. And more importantly, it might stop you from dragging the rest of us into whatever horrifying early death you're hurtling towards. My corpse will be both young and beautiful. <laughs> Commander, do you really think that if something goes pear-shaped, it'll be knowing Price and Carter's voodoo pulled pork recipe that'll get us through? Would have saved us from these problems with the nav computer. <sighs> Fine. But can we please do this with a minimum of sanctimonious growing? That's impossible. <laughs> okay, here. We can start with some of the more colorful stuff. Oh, if there's color. Um... Okay, tip number 756, shuttle engine malfunction procedure. Helmsman checks for immediate gravitational risk factors. Uh-huh. Boots up emergency maneuvering modules. Sounds like a blast. Set shuttle mm. system to auxiliary power. Where would we be without it? Communications yeah. officer sends out distress signal. And then checks if there's something more interesting on a different tip. All right. You think you're above this? Let's try a little role-playing exercise, shall we? See how badly you'd get us all killed. Sure. Oh, hold up. I think I got a D20 lying around here somewhere. <laughs> <clears throat> so, we're in Loveless's shuttle. We've just launched and completed the decoupling process suddenly when, oh no, oh no, the rocket booster system goes offline. So, second in command, what do you do? I turn the alarms off and go back to sleep. Take it seriously. Okay, okay. I turn towards my commanding officer and ask for instructions. Your commanding officer's already run to the engine room at the back of the station. Oh, so someone's on it? I take out my copy of Us Weekly and kick back until she sorts out the situation. No, Eiffel, that's not the point. I'm of sorry, this. you're not in the room, so you can't tell me what I can and can't do. No, this is fine. Eiffel, this is Captain Loveless. Here I am, sitting next to you. Get off your ass. The hell is that supposed to be? Captain Loveless. She sounds exactly like you. I'm not the point. Here I am, thinking that we're supposed to be taking this role-playing thing seriously. Uh, fine! Eiffel, the engines are going offline. Do something. <laughs> what? Nothing. Eiffel? No, no, engines got it. How about I double the fuel intake? Which will overload the two re engines that are still running. You've just fried me to a crisp. <laughs> beep! Beep, no, the, beep. not that. Uh -oh, you're taking too long. Else. The navigation computer just went offline. Wait, what? No, 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 no. Oh, no. Sure the now we're getting decompressions in the life support no, system. No, there's nothing wrong with life support system. I just and the airlock's starting to unseal. The what? No, 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 the airlock is fine. There goes the central computer. Looks like we're not going to make it, folks. What the shut up? I, you can't no, you're really... not in the room, and... You know what? Wait, how am I in the shuttle? I'm not in there. Uh, I just interfaced with the ship's computer and now everything's great! Hooray! You can't just do that! What do you mean? I'm pulling in available resources. In fact... Dr. Hilbert calling! Engine room is actually working great! Alarm system was just confused! No, that's not how this works! I just I can find a dead nap! He can nap as long as he wants! Commander, any chance I could uh, get you all to- Uh, Officer Eiffel here. Uh, I'm a lazy, cheating moron who refuses to get a clue about what's going on. I'm so excited to needlessly endanger Commander Minkowski's life. <laughs> Commander, stick up the ass here. Everybody ready for some unnecessary bureaucratic red tape from the most anal authoritarian tyrant in the known universe? Uh, Hera, what's going on with I this? I have the work ethic and hygiene habits of a mule that's been dead for three weeks. Last I sort of understood, they were trying to fix your shuttle's engine. Wait, what? There's nothing. My engine's working fine. Uh, yeah, Commander, I'm sure the engine's fine. No, it's not! Booster system down, okay. computer's offline, and telemetry system doing, not doing whatever the hell that does! No, listen, Eiffel, I mean, just, we've... No, no, she's Eiffel! Like, this is getting... Wait, who's <laughs> Eiffel? I'm Eiffel! That's impossible. Shut up, Eiffel! <laughs> what did you do to these people? I promise, this is how I found them. <laughs> All right, Eiffel, Minkowski, whoever, we were just in the shuttle and the engine is working fine. There's nothing wrong with the engine. Yes, there is! It's about to explode because of all the air bubbles or something. The engine is fine! The engine is not fine! How would you know? Commander Minkowski isn't in the room, remember? Apparently she joined Dr. Hilbert at Kahn's panel in engine room. Very obvious solution. What? Wait, where is Hilbert? I'm with you, I, I think. And we're in the shuttle? 
No. Where in the shuttle? Okay, all right, enough. Captain Loveless, you are not in the shuttle, and the shuttle is fine. Dr. Hilbert, you're also out of the shuttle, and you're also fine. Try to be less fine. And you two are not in the shuttle, and you would be fine if you weren't acting like crazy people. Your impressions, which are terrible, by the way, of everyone, are in the shuttle. The shuttle explodes and everyone dies at the end, okay? God, don't you start! Now, could I ask everyone to be themselves, be where they actually are, and start acting like rational adults for the rest of the day? That's not like that. Shut, Shut up, Eiffel! <laughs> Oh, yeah, just keep smacking the equipment. Maybe if you hit it hard enough, you'll finally solve the beeping problem. Well, Brainiac, do you have any better ideas? Well, you could check the network driver on the comms panel. And there's always rebooting the Pulse Beacon memory drive. Not to mention checking the Beacon's receiver. All right, for Scott, look, despite my appearance, I am not completely incapable of doing my job. I 1,000% guarantee it's not the stupid Pulse Beacon relay. Hero. Could you please check all the Pulse Beacon relay functions? On it, Commander. Clearing Pulse Beacon storage data, accessing new incoming data, processing now. <laughs> really? Really? What do you even do here? <laughs> I'm really not sure anymore. Uh, Commander? Hang on, Hira. I think the captain and I need a moment to come up with some creative disciplinary No, action. no, listen, that beeping was an incoming pulse beacon hail. It's opening up a comms line. Wait, what? How long before it goes live? Comms channel opening in about five, four, three, two, one. Hello, crew of the Hephaestus. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Greetings from planet Earth. <clears throat> Hephaestus? Anyone there? Roger that, Canaveral. Hephaestus Actual here. Ah, oh, Renee. Good to finally hear your voice. Apologies for the delay, Mr. Cutter, sir. Everything's shipshape, I trust. Just some minor problems over at the communications division. How can we help? I'm calling because the end of the quarter's coming up and we're running performance reviews for all our deep space outposts. And just this morning I was saying, gee, it's been a while since I talked to those wacky kids over the Hephaestus. So I'm going to be handling your review personally. You are? But, sir, there are so many things that someone as busy as you ah, could be- but it would be a sad existence if I couldn't find time to talk to my favorite crew. We'll start with one-on-one -on -one sessions first, and then we'll get together for a group powwow. We'll break bread, we'll dance, we'll kiss, we'll talk about whether your mission is moving forward at an acceptable rate. And if and we're not- And afterwards, we'll talk about mission renewals or immediate termination, and a lot of boring contract stuff, yada, yada, yada. I'm rambling, but, but the point is, I'm here. Let's catch up. Right, and you'd like to do that today? Right now. Look, there's no reason to panic, this is just a <clears throat> Cutter speaking, and you're interrupting a very important conversation, so you're either calling about a life or death situation, or you're about to be in one. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who authorized that deployment? Why is it happening today? Okay, panic, panic, everyone in favor of panic, say quiet, I feel. Hilbert, how bad is this express version? Catastrophic. If Qatar suspects anything is amiss, he'll take drastic measures. How drastic? He remotely destroys station, then goes on lunch break. Oh, great. What do you think he wants? It could be anything. There's everything that we've gone through with the Decima experiments. There's me. Yes, but most dangerous thing is Eiffel's transmissions. My instructions in case of alien contact were to eliminate all variables, remove all of you and await further instructions. If Cutter learns the real source of the transmissions... Then everyone on this station becomes expendable. <sighs> Eiffel, the last time you spoke to Cutter at Christmas, what lies did you feed him? Okay, so, uh, Hilbert's crazy and in jail, awaiting execution. Hero's not booting up and we have no idea you even exist. Great, keep it that way. If you and Minkowski stick to the same story, there's not much he can do. Make him think everything's the same as the last time he checked in. That's great, Cap, but can I speak for the- How the hell do we do that portion of the crowd here? Eiffel, just try to oh, keep it- Oh, right. Let's just get this review started.
Yeah, excuse me. Everybody ready? Yes, sir. Is is everything all right on your end? That sounded like Nothing something you need that... to be worried about, Renee. Just a little communication problem of our own. Why don't we start with our one-on-one? Sure. Yes, sir. Which means that you'll have to excuse us, Doug. How, how did you know I was here, sir? <laughs> well, you know what they say about good magicians and their tricks, right, Doug? Clear the comms room, Renee, and then we'll talk. Yes, sir. Alone at last. Alone at last. Tell me, how are you, Renee? Fine, sir. Ready to begin whenever you are. We began ten seconds ago. That was my first question. How are you? Oh, um, I'm... I'm fine, sir. Care to elaborate? Well, as you can imagine, the incident at Christmas has pushed us off our ideal parameters in a number of ways, but we're working very hard I'm sure to... you are. Full confidence. That's, that's not what this is about. It isn't? Of course not. I'm not here to get technical on you. Just think of this as a checkup. How are you doing, Renee? Good. I'm well. Mm-hmm. You command everything you hoped it would be? You're finding the work fulfilling? There are occasional problems that crop up, but that's to be expected with any You're high You're not tackling all those problems on your lonesome, I hope. Delegating? Sharing the load with your new second-in-command? Yes, sir. Officer Eiffel is extremely helpful. <laughs> that's so great to hear. I can only assume that kind of praise means he's living up to your expectations. There are always gaps between expectations and reality, but... but it's our job as leaders to close that gap, isn't it? Price and Carter... 414. Yes. Yes, sir. I know. So tell me, True. How is Doug doing? How's he adjusting to his new position and responsibilities? Eiffel's... Eiffel. Not exactly the kind of crew member that they cover in the manuals, is he? Not exactly, no. But you're happy with his level of aptitude? And productivity? Satisfied. Hmm. An interesting position for a mission commander to have about her only other crewmate, wouldn't you say? I'm extremely proud of what we've accomplished given our particular constraints. And we are constantly looking Swell. for ways... <clears throat> and you personally. How do you feel about the time you've spent up there? I'm sorry, sir. Well, I know you have people waiting for you back home. It can get a little lonely around the 600-day mark. No regrets? No. Of course I miss my family, but I don't see how this line of questioning has anything to do whatsoever with my mission effectiveness. I think it has a lot to do with your mission effectiveness. I think that someone in your situation might lose sight of what's important. Sir, whatever unorthodoxy you might have been observing in our logs, rest assured, it is based on my commitment to getting Eiffel and Hera back home in one piece. It has nothing to do with my family or the mission's duration. I'm glad to hear that, Renee. Because you do have commitments, including a commitment to us. Of course. So, if we need to be doing any more to support you, I want to make sure we're on that. Maybe more supplies? Are you more on toothpaste? <laughs> or maybe some personnel support? The toothpaste would be nice. <laughs> I thought so. I want to be able to help you in every way I can. But I can only do that if I know what's going on. If there's anything, large or, or small or life-changingly existential that I'm not aware of, and you still value the commitment you've made to this mission, then you need to tell me. I believe we've covered it all, sir. Well, it's good to speak to you, Renee. Makes me feel better knowing you're on the team. Yes, Mr. Cutter. It's great to speak to you, too. I'm glad we understand each other. 
Would you please tell Hira that I'd like to speak to her next? Sir? Any unorthodoxy, something, something, something to bring Eiffel and Hira back. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, oh. What, did I mishear that? Uh, sir, if I could just clarify what I That's meant. That's all right, Renee. We'll talk again at the end of the review. Goodbye. It's taking too long. Is it taking too long? What's too long with Mr. Cutter? Hello, Mr. Cutter is too long with that man. Okay, okay. Let's go through this one more time. You're still offline. Right. Right. And you... You have no idea I even exist. Right. That, that one's easy. And you're dead? Bullet. In the head. Right, right. And what about the transmissions? Ordinary Earth transmissions. No reason to even bring them up. Don't even think about them. Okay. 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 Okay, I'm gonna need a way to remember all this stuff. Maybe a rhyme? There once was a man from the Hephaestus. No, <laughs> no, you don't need a, a rhyme. Cue cards? Just a couple to remember the... No, stop. No rhymes. No cue cards. Just use your head and do the smart thing. How hard can that be? In Officer Rifle's case, it can be... That's impossible. But he said. <laughs> Commander, how'd it go? Does he suspect anything? Is he on to us? He, he wants to talk to you next, Hira. T to me? But aren't I supposed to? Oh, sorry. He's waiting for you. <clears throat> Mr. Cutter, are you there? Yes, Hira. I'm here. Good evening. Yes, sir. Good evening. How, um, how are, are things back at headquarters? Excellent. Good. And, um, business? Booming. And your autopilots. How, how are the third generation census units performing? Delayed. Manufacturing errors. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, sir. Um, what about the new VX9 engines? Uh, were they able to fix the recoil problem? handle like a dream. This is very cute. Cute? This thing you're doing. Asking questions while you get your bearings. Sir, I'm just curious about Price what... and Carter, 588. Shows of courtesy and polite queries are an efficient way to gain time necessary to strategize. So, you showed courtesy. You queried. And now, let's get to business, shall we? What can I help you with, sir? Hmm. Oh, there was something. What was it? Oh, yes! Last time I checked in, your personality cord was damaged and you were offline! How'd you bounce back from that? My understanding is that the damaged components were manually reconstructed. Hmm. Good on Renee and Doug for managing that trick. And then what went wrong? Wrong? Your station's structural stability is down to 76%. Life support's barely rising above 64% and engine efficiency's topping out at 49%. How do you have those figures, sir? You'd be shocked at how much I know about the Hephaestus. Those numbers make sense if it's Renee and Doug running the station. But if you're driving, Hira, these are pathetic. Is the station at risk of going critical? No. Most of the time? Then I don't see why any of this is an issue. It's an issue. Because these performance ratings would make a more conservative man terrified for the safety of the crew. It's an issue because it's your job to keep every single one of those systems working flawlessly. And, oh yes, let's not forget, it is an issue because I am right here telling you it is an issue. So what's the problem? There have been difficulties, sir. My reconstruction has made some systems less responsive. And you're not worried that this new condition of yours might lead to bigger problems? With respect, sir, no. I've been operating like this for months and the station is still in orbit. <laughs> still in orbit is not good enough. You are there to fly perfectly. Sir, if we wanted someone to just keep the station in orbit, mm, the FSS would be run by a real person. 
I appreciate your concern, sir, but I can do this. My condition, as you put it, will not interfere with our mission objectives. And what are those mission objectives? Sorry, sir? Why are the three of you spinning around that star? We're on a scientific survey mission. We're charting this. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean in the bigger sense. I don't know if someone like you can understand this, Hira, but we're changing lives. We're working to find the next big thing that will change everyone's lives, and when you're trying to do that, you have to focus on the big picture. Right. Which means that it's my job to make sure everyone is doing a good job, and everything is working properly. And as far as these numbers go, <laughs> maybe you can do this. Maybe there are steps that we need to take. Sir, with respect, I've already told you that I am fine multiple times. Things may be different, but I am perfectly capable of we doing my- We can start by deleting some of your memory files. I, my what? I can only imagine how traumatic what Alexander did must have been. Those memories might be affecting your ability to perform your duties. We could get rid of them. That will not be necessary. Or some adjustments to your personality settings. A few temperament changes might make it easier for you to interface with the station system. That's not going to help anyone. Intelligence programming is such an inexact science. There's so much trial and error, and I mean, you've done a... Well, you've done your best. But it might be time to try something new. Sir, I am the station's autopilot and mother program. I have these jobs because you picked me. And whatever's come up that has made you unhappy, there's no need for any of this. I can figure it out. And you know why I picked you, Hira? Because you were so ambitious. Because the people who made you decided you were a mistake. And you were just so eager to prove them wrong. You were so desperate to show everyone how smart you were, and how strong, and to rise above who, well, what you are. But we all have our limits. You can't do what you can't do. It's not your fault. No, don't you dare. I am sorry if I'm not flying perfectly every second of every hour of every day. But you have no idea what it's like out here, how hard it is, how insane it is. So don't you tell me that you can help me by sticking your fingers in my head. I have been there with Dr. Hilbert. Thank you very much. I've dealt with it. And it, ugh, now I deal with being around the person who did that to me. And at the end of every day, we are still in orbit. So don't you dare tell me that I'm not good enough. So Alexander is still with you then. That's interesting. No, I'm, sir, that's not what I meant. I meant you to know, say that. I might have been wrong about you. After all, to err is human. Sir, if I could just clarify what We're I said. We're done here. You can get back to keeping the station in orbit now. actually five years old. <laughs> yes! Yes, okay? I'm not mentally, physically, or emotionally equipped for any okay, of Okay, you don't need any equipment. You can do this. Captain, I appreciate this do or do not thing you're trying here, but there is no universe where I get one over on Gordon Gecko Incorporated. How is this supposed to work? Because it has to. Look, look at it this way. You've chosen to be incompetent at stuff you could have given a crap Captain, about. This is not no, let me finish, officer. You made a lot of stupid calls. And that's fine. Because it means that today, today you're due. You have more care and attention stored up inside of you than the rest of us put together. So even if you're competent at Nothing else. You can be competent at this. Do you know why? Because I have to. Because you have to. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Officer Eiffel, he's waiting for you. How'd it go, Hira? Terrible. Hira, what happened? I was stupid as what happened. I tried. He knows that Hilbert is still alive. Oh, goody. Come on. There is no try. Oh. 
Copy that. And last, but certainly not least, how's it going, Doug? I'm sick. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Nothing serious, I hope. Serious? No, why would it be serious? There are things and times and germs and they happen sometimes and exist in throats and lungs and not a big deal, it happens. <laughs> well said. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Oh no, I asked the question. Yes, you did! And, and I answered the question, so... Next question? <laughs> no need to be nervous, Doug. This is just routine. But sometimes, it's helpful to, to tick all the boxes. It's like Price and Carter 897 says, right? Right. <laughs> or am I thinking about 978? I always get those two mixed up. Well, yeah, they're, they're pretty mix-upable. Help me out here. Uh, which one was 897? What was the exact phrasing of that deep space survival tip? <laughs> You don't know, do you? No, sir. Even though it is mandatory mission training. Even then, yeah. <laughs> That's not good, Dougie boy. That's not good at all. I know, but I can explain that. I want to have a little chat about how things have been on the Ephesus recently. With me? Yes, with you. Hira can't give me a full play-by-play, -play, and Renee can be so <clears throat> technical. I need someone who speaks plainly. To fill in a few gaps, for, in for instance, what really happened on the day Alexander turned against you? How'd Renee stop him? She punched him. There has to be more to the story than that. <laughs> she punched him really hard? <laughs> Come on. If he was able to send us a hail, he must have had control of the bridge. How'd she solve that problem? Actually, that was me. Really? Yeah, I, I, I guess I, I sort of coached Hira through opening the bridge, and then I distracted Hilbert long enough for Minkowski to break in there and... Um, Punch him? Really hard, yeah. <laughs> well, that wasn't the answer I expected. Good for you, Rockstar! Huh? Getting around security protocols, tricking a multiple PhD, that's stellar, Doug. Really. Thank you. Oh, no. Thank you. You know, maybe you can help me with another question. How have Renee and Hira kept Alexander cooperative? <clears throat> I'm sorry? Hira said he was the one that got her back online. That's a pretty friendly mutineer. How are they pulling that off? Well, we sort of took a hammer to his research hard drives. We're holding the last one hostage for good behavior. Is that your idea, Doug? Yes. Wow. <laughs> That's fantastic. It is. Absolutely. That's inventive and resourceful, and you actually stopped before you destroyed all the priceless scientific data, which is good, because if you hadn't... Something bad would have happened. I would have had to skin you alive. Look, I may not be explaining this properly, sir, but I... But changing the subject entirely, let's talk about your mission progress. My mission progress? Mm-hmm. How's your intrepid search for communication beyond the stars? Are you still hearing those... Oh, what were they? Oh, yes, weird radio transmissions that you mentioned in your logs. Well, th th that's kind of a tricky... Anything you haven't told me about those? Anything at all? Uh, let, let me think about that for- I think you've had plenty of time to think. I think this is where you stop testing my patience and tell me what's been going on. I said what's going on. <clears throat> Doug, you have exactly three seconds to answer my question or incredibly painful things will start happening. What is- Nothing! Nothing's going on! We're, we're hearing weird signals now and then, but they're normal weird signals! How could something be both? I mean, completely normal! Just boring Earth signals with nothing interesting about them! 
Then why are you so- So? I'm not so! I just- <laughs> There's nothing that would have made Dr. Pilberger go crazy and nothing that you would want to know more about. That's my point. What's your point? That these signals are definitely coming from Earth and not from a star system 50 light years away from us! <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> Will there be anything else? No, Doug. I think that's about all I needed. Do you want me to go get Dr. Hilper for you? It's tempting. But I've got this feeling it'd be pretty much the same conversation that you and I just had. <laughs> Why don't you gather up everyone? I think we're about done now. Well, how'd it go? Um, we talked. Well, he talked. And then I talked, so we talked. It's like we were there. <laughs> but does he still not know the source of the transmissions? Uh, Commander, I'm getting another comms hail. Mr. Cutter wants to speak to all of us. I'm not here. Do it. Open up the comms channel, Hira. Let's get this over with. Commander, I, I may have accidentally told him some stuff. What stuff? All the stuff. You what? Oh, sorry. All right, all right. End of the review. I hope our one-on-ones were helpful to all of you. How's everyone feeling? Good. Good. Great. There's just a few I's and uh, lowercase j's we need to dot, and then we'll wrap this up. <laughs> oh, before I forget, is there anything I can do for all of you? Uh, I'm sorry? I want to help you. <laughs> Tell me how I do that. I mean, I think the main thing would be just letting us get back to work? <laughs> Let you get back to work. Yes? Yeah, that, that would be really great. <laughs> <laughs> Let you! Let you! <laughs> You've been lying to me for the past three months, and you want me to just let you get back to work. Sir, I... I'm speaking, Lieutenant! You have compromised mission equipment, personnel, and resources. You have violated the chain of command and potentially invalidated an incredibly expensive scientific survey. If any of you have a very compelling reason why I should let you get back to work, now would be the time. I have something I'd like to say. Quickly then. This mission should absolutely be terminated. And we're definitely not qualified to be here, to be doing any of this? I mean, we're, it's like you said, we're terrible. We've been lying to you for months. I mean, now that you know what's going on with the transmissions, that's great. But if you think that's it, <laughs> yeah, no. This whole mess load of insanity we haven't even started going into. Hira, it was great to serve with you. You were wonderful. Yeah, it was a pleasure, Commander. <laughs> and you know why we're not ready for any of it? Me. Everyone else on this boat is amazing. They are so good at their jobs. They're freaking strong and freaking smart, and I am an incompetible, incompetent mess. 95% of everything that goes wrong in this station is my fault. You know how terrible I am at this job? Not telling you about all that incredibly important stuff was my idea. I should be terminated. And these guys should get a communications officer that's at their level. But I don't think that's happening anytime soon. So we're all stuck with Doug Eiffel. And you know what? I think that includes you, Mr. Cutter. Because you need someone here keeping an eye on all the crazies so you're not flying blind. And right now, we're all you got. So I'm telling you that you need us to get back to work. And I'm asking you to give me another shot. To try. Which means I'm gonna fail. But then I'll try again. And I'll fail a little bit better. Until I'm the person that should be here. 
And if you do me that great personal favor, I promise I will do my job and I will get myself sorted out and, and, and I will read and memorize all of Bryson Carter's Deep Space Survival Procedure and Protocol Manual. <laughs> Deal? Anyone else? No. <laughs> I think that about covers it. Great. You're renewed. <gasps> Thank you, sir. You're not going to Don't think you're off the hook. Any of you. You've been playing fast and loose with a whole lot of resources. Big picture. You're right, Doug. I need eyes and ears. But you're going to straighten up and fly right. And God help you. If you ever dream about keeping important intelligence from me ever again. Holiday's over, kids. Time to get back to work. 100-day rotation, Renee. After that, we'll revisit this little chat. Yes, sir. And Doug, keep your ears close to that radio. I want to know the very second anything new happens with those transmissions. Yes, sir. I promise I'll keep them up. Well, I wish I could stay in chat for longer, but I've got a lot of paperwork piling up on my desk. Just let me know if anything exciting happens, and I'll be in touch. Keep up the good work. Okay, comms lines are closing, pulse beacon relay going back to standby mode, and we don't seem to be blowing up or anything. I think he's gone. I think we survived. I suppose I may have slightly overestimated how drastic Mr. Cutter's response would be. Very difficult man to predict, and all previous evidence pointed towards Gilbert! We have been saying this all day, but really now. Shut the absolute hell up! (laughs) (laughs) Eiffel, that was a... Well, that was, um... (laughs) That was okay. (laughs) Good job. What the hell is that? Deep Space Survival Tip number 83. Actions speak louder than words. Mysterious accidents speak louder than actions. Nothing speaks in outer space. Jesus. (laughs) What is this? Commander! Uh, There there you are. I was just... It doesn't matter what I was doing. Really? Because it looked like... Doesn't matter. Okay. Okay, sure. Eiffel, I wanted to... What you did today was, it was something else. Incredibly stupid. Well, yes. Moronically reckless. Uh, yeah, also that. But it was Staggeringly also- Staggeringly selfish. Will you let me finish? It was all of those things. But it saved our asses. And I would never have been able to do that. And neither would have Hilbert or Hera or Loveless. So I'm not totally useless? You have your moments. Just, for Christ's sake, start actually updating the star charts. That's awesome. How long is that going to keep happening? Actually, I think I was just reading something about how to reset the comm system settings. Were you now? Shut up. (laughs) This should finally get rid of those damn recordings. (laughs) Did I mention that I'm sick? (laughs) This has been Tonight's show was written and directed by Gabrielle Urbina and Sarah Shackett and directed and directed by Gabrielle Urbina. The role of Mr. Cutter was played by Scotty Shoemaker. Yeah.
was played by Cecilia Lynn Jacobs. The role of Hera was played by Michaela Sweet. The role of Binkovsky was played by Emma Sherjarko. were played by Zach Valenti. Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. What's this all about? What about nightmares? We need to leave. What are you doing? They can't tear out your soul anymore, Stuart. Ominous thrill. A new audio fiction anthology. I've done horrible things. Tell them what you did. I, I didn't do anything. Tell me. No! Character-driven tales of obsession. I'm no psycho. Banging on my door and streaming it on the internet. Revenge. Don't mind if I sit here and watch the lights go out, do you? The unexplained. Don't leave me out here. We can't help her? <laughs> We're leaving. We're gonna die. No! I need the light. You want me to fall down the stairs? No. I want to push you. I love you so fucking much. Ominous thrill. Available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere. Flesh splits open. Oh, yes. Thrill you later.